Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Cultured Nerd Podcast. This week we're going to talk about some kind of recent updates on the DC Universe as a whole. Uh, we know that the plans moving forward, uh, some somewhat mixed signals that we're getting. Uh, Zack Snyder is apparently not involved in DC anymore and he's 100% okay with it. And then James Gunn doing what he does best, going to Twitter and attacking people for lying. So lots of fun stuff to talk about, but let's go right into it. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Long time no see, Taylor. Been what, less than 24 hours? <laughs> I, like this. I think we should check in more often. I feel like I can give you updates in my games. Yeah, I like it. I definitely do. Um, I know your wife has always given us crap that we never, we do check in, we don't check in about anything of substance. No, I have no idea what's going on in your life. Yeah, I'm going to, we're going to talk for, we're going to talk for however long today. I still don't know anything about how your baby's doing. Yeah, well, I mean, it's his like 16 month of a live date. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's, uh, Mazeltov, congratulations. He's, he's a thriving young lad. He is a thriving one yet. Lung that. He's a thriving <laughs> young lad. Um, but he is also um, a giant handful. He's way ahead. He's in like the 90th, up in, up in the 90s percentile of literally everything of, of cognition, of size, of, of height. Um, he's if not you, a fat baby. He's just a tall, lengthy little baby. If you took him to that Pokemon guy by the fountain at your school, he could judge what size the baby is for you. He'd yeah, be like, he this be, baby's magnificent. Yeah. <laughs> He's huge, but not overweight. You have done good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he uh, he's a battle. Uh, he's very, very independent, but also very codependent. Like he wants everything handed to him, but he also doesn't want you to be too far away from him. Yeah, sure. He's like, let me do it, but stay here. I want to hug, I want to hug your leg while I'm doing this. So, I picture yes, him right. like an Eevee. I picture him like a real life Eevee. He's real needy, but he's going to grow up. And then you get to choose which path you want to go with him. Yeah, he's going to be great. And like speaking of Pokemon, I mean, obviously the new one came out. You and I have talked about it. We've both been playing a lot of it. Aside from the glaring technical issues with the janky shadows and the glitchiness, the game is pretty great. Uh, I really hope that they patch this thing soon because some of those those air, those issues, I can ignore them. But I don't know how long I could ignore them. <laughs> they did a really uh, the 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 mission system is really fun and simple. Like it just gives you a lot to do, and you feel like you're making good progress in the world. But it is so janky. I mean, it's not as yeah. bad. You know, it's funny as I played Death Stranding before that got patched, and that was oh, oh, parts of it were almost near unplayable. This is still yeah. fine. I mean, all the core mechanics are there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a few other little little issues that I have with it. I think it's like all the progress they made with Legend of Arceus. Um, it's like, I feel like the team that were making these two games weren't talking to each other because they had like the same ideas. The Legends team did a better job at it. Percent. I feel like there's all of these ideas that are not fully implemented yet. Um, I like, like, the ride, like, the main gimmick of the game of, like, the legendary Pokemon that you're riding around. But, like, the fact that they can't be on your team and stuff like that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it gets rid of all the, the, the HM fiasco of, like, I'm just going to keep up a doof on my team and just teach them everything. Like, that. that's not in existence in this game, which See, is pretty great. But that's what – hold on. If we talk Pokemon, we're going to talk Pokemon. Should we talk about? We know, told we, everyone we're going no, to no, talk no. about. We'll talk DC about that stuff. another day. We'll, okay, we'll talk about that another day. Um, but uh, by the way, this is my man. Look at from that about guy. an hour ago before his nap. He's got a quesadilla in his hand, <laughs> but he didn't want me to get too far away from him. So he had the dog next to him in case he dropped anything, and then he had me right there in case he wanted more quesadilla. Sure. So you know yeah. the the dog but, and you both know your place in that household. Yeah, I provide the food. He cleans up the messes. I'm the dog things up the messes and yeah, it's wonderful. You're like a harvest but, food character, except who only made quesadillas. Yeah, yeah. I don't farm or do anything of substance. I just make quesadillas <laughs> for the child. Um, but uh, so I know a lot of people were. Uh, it's been a few weeks since we've talked about DC, and I know a lot of people were upset about it, and I'm totally fine with that because um, I wanted us to have more to talk about before we talked about it. I mean, uh, we did. The Star Wars show, we had a couple of uh, unfortunate uh, deaths 
hit the nerd community that we wanted to cover first. Um, we also had our interviews with uh, Sam Benjamin and Andrew List from A-List Productions, and we did kind of briefly touch on these things as we were talking to uh, those two people, but we haven't really gone in depth of what's been going on with DC. Um, Black so Adam performed the way they thought it was going to perform, right? Yeah. It's on track. It did its money. It's going to be fine. Yeah, and um, I thought it was even funny. It was Dwayne Johnson called out IGN yesterday, like specifically IGN, because they made this big old headline like, oh, did you see Black Panther made more money in two weeks than Black, than Black Adam did? And then he's like, we are a new IP. We are in our infancy. That's part of a longstanding franchise for the last 10 years. 100%. Like, They're not comparable not, movies no, at all. Not comparable at all. It's like when Man of Steel first came out, Man of Steel did not make a lot of money, but it still birthed a franchise. Mm -hmm. So I think people need to kind of put things in perspective. Um, it's made its money. It's going to keep making some money. It's going to make some home release money, and it's going to move forward. They're not just going to kill the whole franchise. They're obviously going to retool some stuff, but I think going forward, having the right people behind the scenes having the right producers um it'll be a much more much smoother ride and it won't be another 15 years till we see another black adam movie um but uh so in the last few weeks we've had uh jason momoa go to twitter or go to go to instagram screaming his excitement of a maestro and a dream job um and then a couple days later after the internet collectively lost their minds thinking he was playing lobo or zach was coming back um, he said quietly in another interview, I think it was with a screen crush or something of that nature. And he told them that it's nothing, it's not Zach, it's not DC, that we need to think bigger. So it's, uh, that's unrelated. So I think we can all firmly move on from that until something else happens. But um, since James Gunn has taken charge, uh, we know that uh, the last week he and Peter Safran made uh, their 10 year plan. They have it, it's the outline is done. Um, they're going to present it within the next couple months, according to them. But uh, he has been quietly teasing things all over social media. Like he, he went on the social media, he teased Lobo. He went on to, uh, I think just even yesterday on Hive, he teased Kingdom Come. Um, he's also teased, um, oh, who else has he teased? He sees a few other characters. Uh, Mr. Terrific, he teased on one day. Um there's, there's been a lot of these random little teases, and it's just kind of pointing out that he's looking a wide net. It's not just one little thing, but it's a lot of... It's not just like... It's not what the previous management was doing, where everything has to be Batman, everything has to be Superman, everything has to be Wonder Woman. He is casting a very wide net, including those key characters, but also including characters that have not um, been utilized. They so have, it could so, be a many lot of they have so many to choose from. They have such yeah. a wealth of characters that they can do stuff with. And they don't all have to have cinematic entrances. You can they have don't. some in Peacemaker 2. You can have other, you know what I mean? You can have them show up in these other places. Yeah. And it's interesting because prior to the merger, the previous plans that I had heard uh, before James took over and everything got retooled was that he was working on a Checkmate project and he wanted to bring Firestorm and Captain Adam also into his projects. And kind of flesh out some of that stuff but who knows if that's even still on the game board anymore because he's he's obviously thinking a lot bigger now and things have changed so we'll okay. see what happens let's make can we make the 10-year plan right now like with the information that's given to us superman's coming back sure uh superman's coming back aquaman's <laughs> coming back wonder woman is coming back Okay. Uh, does Ben Affleck's Batman come back? So that's another thing that came up was that there was a lot of chatter saying that Peter, uh, that David Zaslav um, only wants one Batman in the main continuity. So this whole notion that um, there was going to be Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck simultaneously existing, he doesn't want that. He wants just one Batman. So whether or okay, not that means... Okay, well, Robert Pattinson, welcome to the big leagues, bro. Put your suit that's on. That's actually... That's actually not not the case because Robert Pattinson because Matt Reeves's contract allowed him to basically be DC Black, so Pattinson's universe is a pocket universe that will exist separately to the DCU. So, what he's referring to as the main main crossover universe. So there'll probably be two Batman, one in the the DC Black stuff and one in the 
the main one, but there's not going to be like Keaton and Affleck together as two Batmans. It's not going to be Keaton and some new protege. It's not going to be something like that. It's going to be just one Batman that faces off with Superman and Wonder Woman and all of them. Shazam comes back. Shazam's family right. comes back. Do they got to right. kill off some of those kids or do they just go, do they just go fight? They just find a better villain for them to fight. I think they're probably going to like split up a little bit. Like they're probably going to be like, oh, Mary Marvel went off to college or this character left here. Like things are going to slowly separate them, but they'll bring them back when the time is necessary. But I see it doing it that way for a little bit. Uh, does Blue Beetle go to the main roster or do you think we get a B team out of this? I think we're probably going to get a B team or even like a live action Titans. Like I could see Blue Beetle being part of like a Titans team or the justice league junior team or something like that right Yo, i don't see him joining let's the say they do a team. cinematic teen titans and let's say they change a bunch of stuff absolutely blue beetle is there but does blue beetle replace cyborg maybe and maybe. then this is where you introduce ben affleck's robin right like you have and you can even have it be nightwing yeah you could introduce a nightwing or something um I mean, you can retcon a lot of stuff. I mean, with the Flash movie, we know that the Flash movie was going to be ending with a weird kind of a half soft reboot, where initially it was going to be like a like a harder reboot, but now it's going to be like a less hard reboot. So we know that Superman's going to be there, but Supergirl's going to be brought into the, the mix. We know Batman's there, Wonder Woman, all them. All the key players are still there. Supergirl could be on this Teen, Squite, uh, teen Titan right. squad. Uh but one of the many things they could retcon is the fact that Robin... The, which Robin died, essentially. Yeah. Because uh, Zach's Robin was Dick Grayson, and that was the Robin that died. Yeah. But they can retcon it saying, no, it was Jason Todd. Uh, because of how Ben's Batman moved on, here's Nightwing, here's this. Like, they're going to kind of bring that into, bring the Robins into the, the live-action movie-verse. So we'll see what they do there. They'd be kind of fun. Um, but, I mean, aside from all that, we also got these other little snippets. We heard these these rumors that uh ezra miller's probably not going to survive the the calling and he's probably going to be uh transformed by the speed force in some capacity and that's what the rumors are saying but then we'll get into the, the next bit um we know that um amy adams just the other day said that she has not heard anything about superman that she heard henry's coming back from her husband but on that same note uh henry still currently does not have a contract outside of his single appearance from Black Adam, they're still working on his franchise plan so that they can make a contract once the plan is put forward. So, so he's done. So he literally, it is a handshake, a handshake deal. They said, we want right you. Now it he, is. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Right now it's a handshake deal, but from what everyone is saying is that um, the moment the plan is turned in, then they say, okay, so to do this plan, we need X amount of movies. This is how many we're going to sign you for. And that, that's where it's going to go. But they need to have that plan first before they does, sign anything. When you say how many movies, does this include uh, this new Man of Steel movie, a Justice League movie, and then he shows up in Aquaman 3? Or are we talking like he gets three movies and then all that other stuff is just sprinkles, stuff, sprinkles on top of the cupcake? I think that's where they're going to iron out eventually. I mean, he wants his movies. And then we know that there's also the studio wanting the crossover movies. And we also know the studio wants cameos. So there's going to be a lot of pen to paper when it comes to it. So uh, all the all the news is that it hasn't happened yet because the plan is still being ironed out. Here's a here's a crazy thing. Do you think now that they have Henry Cavill, they'll go back and reshoot that scene from Shazam and put him in the first Shazam movie at the? In, I at the I would love. If DC, I, I, I have always said this, like I am not overly critical of when directors go out and fix mistakes. Like when George Lucas went back and kind of re-edited the Star Wars trilogy, I'm not, a, I don't have an issue with it. I'm not some purist who says it has to be the original grainy. Well, no, no. Like if the director is not satisfied, let them tinker. I mean, we wouldn't have gotten the Blade Runner final cut if they didn't let people tinker with their projects after they were done. So I, I would have, I personally would love I would have disagreed with you until a couple of years ago. I saw that movie, The People vs. George Lucas, and they absolutely made that argument of like, he Star Wars is his. It all came out of his brain based on all these other influences. So if he wants to tinker with this movie, that's his car. He can do whatever he yeah. wants with it. Yeah, and so on that same note, I would love like Warner Brothers or New Line to go and let Peter Jackson 
tinker with the Lord of the Rings six movies and kind of mesh them together. Because obviously they re- they gave a second Bilbo Baggins. So throw that scene into the original trilogy. So it kind of makes it all uniform. So it doesn't look janky when you're watching all six movies in a row. Like let it all, let them clean it up and do the same thing for DC. Give Henry an actual cameo with his face in Shazam. Let's get, let's get all of this correctly. And same thing with her peacemaker. Finish that little scene at the end and like sprinkle in Gal, sprinkle in Henry, add Cyborg and Batman back to it. Like do all of that. Like you have the tools. It's like, it's no different than when Game of Thrones would edit a Starbucks cup out of the scene. Just do it. Don't say anything and put it in the, the stream. Throw it out in the ether and let people see it afterwards. I can't believe they left that Starbucks cup in. I can't believe that that show at that time, on top of all the problems that it had, allowed a Starbucks cup. And it was like a perfect Starbucks cup as well. It looked so pristine. Yeah. It was like white with the green and the gold. Like it was like, when people saw it, they're like, okay. So Daenerys is a time traveler. <laughs> but at the same time, they did, this, they did the same thing in uh, The House of the Dragon. There was one shot that the internet stormed over when uh, uh, the king, uh, the actor, uh, they had they left his green sleeve, his green screen uh, pinky sleeves on. So there's he's like handing something to someone you can see like his green fingers. And they're like, crap. And then they cleaned it out. So they re-uploaded it after the premiere and then it was gone. But it happens, so just let them do it more. I, I'm 100% okay with them cleaning up some of these continuity errors that way. Let's do it. And Why then does, do, does the rest of this timeline just depend on contracts? Like Gal Gadot is going to do another Wonder Woman movie, but does she want to keep being Wonder Woman in a Justice League movie? I think it depends on who the director is, who the project is. I think a lot of these heroes, they know that they're wanted and they know – like Jason Momoa, I don't see for a second him saying, I'm done with Aquaman forever. Because Aquaman is like, he knows that people love him for that. It's like, it's really hard to turn away from that. Yeah. And I think the same thing with Gal Gadot and, and even Ben Affleck, for instance. Like Ben Affleck, there was a lot of a lot of like fear that came out just the other day. But I'll kind of get into something. Um, part of the, the, the stuff that is happening behind the scenes. So. Uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon have finally come together two days ago and started their own production company. Um, they are finally doing it after their entire careers of saying they were going to do it. Does Matt Damon want to make superhero movies? But that's the thing. So um, Ben says flat out, um, this is my next act of my career for a very long time. Um, and a lot of people said, oh, that means he's out. That's it, Right. Because he's he started this new production company, and why would he not work on his production? But that's not the case, right? So, from the rumblings behind the scene, is that to make DC successful, to make Warner Brothers Discovery successful, they're looking at bringing on outside production companies to help co-op on certain projects. Right. So it's, it's essentially like what happened with Zack Snyder's Justice League and Zack Snyder's production company, The Stone Quarry, was part of it. And same with Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman 84 when they went in, Stone Quarry came in and fixed a lot of the errors. And mind you, the the version that we got was still pretty janky, but if they went in and tried to fix things after the fact, I don't even want to know what the original cut looked like. But they are going front and center and bringing in more production companies to help co-op these projects. So I don't for a second think that Ben, that's a signal that Ben is done and he's out forever, but... It also means that if Ben is going to continue, he's going to have a very vocal say in everything he does from here on out because of his production company. He won't sign unless his production company is signed, and he won't just say, oh, I like that script as it is. He will be like, no, no, no. Just like the Flash movie where Ben came in and part of his conditions for coming back was be able to rewrite some of his scenes. It's going to be like that on a bigger scale of anything he's involved in. Mm. So I think there's a lot of stuff that they do have to work out. So um, we'll see what happens. But on top does, of all that, let's get in. Where does Green Lantern fit on all of this? Do they bring back? Ryan Reynolds can't come back. Ryan Reynolds no. is too big and he's doing his own stuff. Where does Green Lantern fit into all of this? Do you think he so gets his own movie? The Green Lantern show originally, uh, the Green Lantern Corps was going to be a, uh, a show that was going to tie itself into the Green Lantern Corps movie. The movie focusing on uh, how Jordan and Jon Stewart and the show focusing on the other lanterns 
Uh, we now know that the those plans have been completely scrapped, and the show is now going to be its own own thing, and it's going to focus on John Stewart. And we so what does that mean for the main DC? Uh, we don't know. I mean, we know that Green Lantern is coming. The show could tie itself into the universe, and John Stewart from that show could carry over. But it also means that they could bring in uh, Hal Jordan or Kyle Raynard into the movies and have John as the show, and then have them cross over that way. Or they can bring in other characters like. Um, like literally any of the other lanterns. There's so many other lanterns they can pick from. They can bring those into the movies and then make references to the show and the show can tell part of that story. Kind of like a Peacemaker is sequel to the Suicide Squad and is going to fill in some gaps there. They could do the same thing with Green Lantern. But I'm sure for 100% sure that James Gunn has a plan for Green Lantern. I just don't know what it is. Mm. Uh, and that's kind of the uh, the point at hand is that James Gunn recently went to the, the Twitter sphere and started calling people out. Um, someone said uh, some people are claiming that they know that they know who will be the DCU Batman. Do you already uh, do you already decided or are they bullshitting? I love the bad English there. Do you already decided? Um, <laughs> he flats out says anyone who says they know anything about anything in the future of DC is bullshitting because right now that is truly only me and Peter. And then like the next, it was like hours later, someone asked another question. He said. It was like the next day. He said, I think I answered this yesterday, but no. Unless someone is wiretapping me and Peter's private conversations, no one knows about any project or casting beyond what's already been filmed or filming besides us. So he calls right. out the they Super Universe. Yeah, right. No, Flat they out. haven't pitched anything. There's no contracts. They've said a name, and it's on a piece of paper in their bedrooms right now. Right. It's like anyone who said that they have they've seen Kevin Feige's office and sees his grand timeline. No, uh, what people are making now is educated guesses. There's no insider info because until the actual plan is presented to the producing team and Zaslav, that plan is under lock and key behind the two people who wrote it. So nothing is leaking right now. Right, a ton of stuff has to get approved. Multiple films, lot spaces. I mean, this is a big moving train and it hasn't even, that hasn't even started moving yet. Right. Okay. I mean, what we, we, we know like snippets, right? We know things that are like made public knowledge. We know that uh, Peter Safran and David Zaslav sat down with Chris Nolan and Steven Spielberg to talk about the future of DC. That's all, all we know about that. We know that, and that's it. I mean, uh, really, we, we don't know anything else. I mean, but aside from all of this, another somewhat distressing bit of news for a lot of fans was uh, over the last couple of weeks, uh, Zach had, Zach Snyder went to a Philadelphia radio station um, at the 90, 93.3 WMMA Philadelphia radio station, the Preston and Steve show. And they asked, uh, what's going on with the DCU? Is he coming back? What's he going on? And uh, he said flat out, well, as far as I know, which is very little, I'm doing my thing. And I haven't had anyone give me a call or anything. So I'm just wishing them all the best and hoping that they make some cool movies. And then they kind of go on and said, I mean, I'm glad that I have you guys, your support. That's very kind. The truth be told, I'm having an amazing time making this giant movie I'm working on. And I couldn't be happier. So I really wish them all the best. Right? Yeah. He, do, he went from he went from he went from the old studio and fighting all of these battles to a new studio that lets him just casually show off the giant drop ship in the background of a TikTok video talking to the uh, the competition. Like yeah. I this is something that you've been saying for a while. He's very happy with what he's doing. So I think this is them parting ways. Yeah. And, and mind you, I mean, I heard back at the end of July um, from people that were actually in Zach's company. And it was not just one person. It was like a group of people that were in Zach's house, having lunch with them, having a good old time. And he told them all flat out, I haven't got a call. And that's totally fine because I'm happy. Mm. And they were like, what? That means this, we're still with the Snyderverse campaign. And he basically was like, you guys can campaign if you want, but I'm happy where I'm at. So if the if the call comes later on the line, yeah, maybe he'll come back. Maybe he'll he'll pick up the phone call and say, yes, hell yes, I'll be back. But right now, no call has been made, and Zach is very happy and very busy with Netflix because we know that he's wrapping Rebel Moon Part 1 this month, and then he's it's got Rebel Moon Part 2. Rebel Moon Part 1, okay? Yeah. So there's another then, movie that's coming. Yeah, and then we've got Rebel Moon Part 2 that's coming. We have uh, Army of the Dead Las Vegas, the animated miniseries that should be coming out 
soon. It was supposed to already come out now, but it's not out yet. So that's still being worked on. We have an Army of the Dead sequel. Uh, we have his uh, his various other projects he wants to work on. I think, was it Horse Latitudes was one of them that he wants to work on? Like, he has a full dance card for a few years, even before this year's giant Rebel Moon shoot. So right. we'll see what he does. But I, I think realistically, I think if we look at it realistically, Zach is happy where he's at at Netflix. He's busy where he's at at Netflix. And say his dance card frees him up in 2024. Say he's able to come back and they call him. It's not going to be the same plan. It's not going to be the same Justice League 2. It it's not going to be. be any of that. It can't be because there's they're going to move forward and whatever happens in season two of Peacemaker, whatever happens in the next Suicide Squad movie, and now we know with James Gunn at the helm that all of these things are going to be just pieces of a puzzle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and those things haven't even started happening yet. So, yeah, okay. It'd, it'd be like right now asking John Favreau to go back and direct Iron Man 4. It's like, right. maybe if it's a side project that's not connected to anything, maybe that's what they'll do with Zach. But at the same time, how much older are all these, these characters? Mm. I mean, you wouldn't be able to do the time travel aspect where he was trying to put them in the nightmare timeline and then bring them back to the present timeline. And then it would just be an Elseworld story that's set six, seven years in the future. Sure. Because that's the realistic. They've all aged about six, seven years. And then you have with uh, Amy Adams, who haven't, hasn't got a call and says that she's happy to return, but she's also very more than okay with being recast. Like, we'll see what happens. But I don't think that for a second that people who are saying that, oh, Zach is coming back next year. Zach is he's happy. Okay. And then to kind of add the icing onto all of that, he went to Twitter the other day and, and dropped a very nice thank you to everybody. said, Autumn used to sign everything with this quote. The goal is not to live forever, but to create something that does. All of you that made JL real, honor her. Not only by your massive fundraising effort for mental health, but by having a hand in creating something that will live forever. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Yeah, and I interpret you it. Don't, you don't. Know that's him closing the door. Right, like that's yeah. how I see it. But like they're also they're closing the door. But yeah, but they're also closing the door. But they're also using the house that he built. You know, the fact that all of these conversations are going after Henry Cavill and going back and talking to Ben Affleck, they obviously are going to be using the pieces that were set up. And it doesn't sound like we're getting a universe. Uh, I don't feel like they're wiping or flushing that old universe down. I think we might get new and different things, but. Those characters are going to continue on in their current form, the way that he set them up. And I think that's yeah. a beautiful testament to what he created. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like hating on Zach. I, I've loved Zach's movies since we were in high school, since we saw Dawn of the Dead. I thought he was fantastic. I, I was blown away by 300. I was blown away by Watchmen. Everything that he's done, I've, I've been a huge fan of. I've always felt that Zack Snyder is like, Say you have ultimate style, which is Michael Bay, and ultimate substance, which is Chris Nolan, and you have Zack Snyder, who's right in the middle. Right. I always felt that that's what we get. We have this great style, this unique style, and we have this massive substance that he throws in hard into his projects that go over people's heads. Like Batman v Superman. When Batman throws Superman through the wall, the crack in the wall is shaped like Ontario, the place where the creators of Superman are from. Like he sure. throws Easter eggs after Easter eggs into these projects because he has an eye for the meticulous detail. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful. So I think that DC DC and Zach are not mutually exclusive. They do exist separately. They can exist separately. And I want them to continue. I do want them to work together in the future. I just I would love to see James Gunn and Peter Saffron make DC successful. And if Zach has a place in that success later on, give him the call, make it happen. But I'm not going to boycott every DC project because I'm bitter that Zach moved on years ago. Do we know when James Gunn's homework is due and when do they present this plan to Warner Brothers Discovery? I'm assuming it's going to be quarter one. I don't think anything's happening for the next six weeks, right? From Everyone's my understanding, yeah. From my understanding, um, 
he said that he's going to give the plan in the next couple of months is what one of the tweets said but he is also still locked in with marvel um he's got the guardians of the galaxy christmas show coming out on friday and then he's got guardians of the galaxy 3 and he told and the studio knows that once he's done with guardians of the galaxy 3 he's done with marvel so when does guardians of the galaxy volume 3 come out i mean that's kind of the do we point, have a right? date do we have a date for when that we do have a date okay you understand it's... that volume three of guardians is coming out in may of 2023 so we know that at the very least may 20 the end of may 2023 is when he is 100 percent full-time dc which also and... means that these other projects that i'm talking about like peacemaker or you know the next suicide squad movie they're not happening until after of may of 2023 correct not quite actually because he was when the suicide squad came out he was actually filming guardians 3 mm. like he locked his schedule so tight that once he did once it was cut and was finally done he immediately jumped to the new project so the moment that picture lock is done for guardians 3 that's it like he's still going to be working on dc he's going to be focusing a ton on dc then when the press tour comes and he needs to be there for for marvel he will be mm. but his 100% attention will not be until on DC until end of May, beginning of June. Okay. And that also makes sense that if they want to start going forward with any of these projects, that he needs a different production company because he can't be there. Yeah. Well, I think that's why they have uh, James and Peter because, I mean, you can't have someone working full-time on the project if he's still obligated elsewhere. So having two people means Peter can have these conversations with Chris Nolan and Steven Spielberg while James is still finishing his Marvel stuff. Oh, I thought – hold on. I'm an idiot. I thought May of 2023 was a year away. That's right no, that's around like, the – That's, that's like right. five months from now. Yeah. And and and, Gar- and then you told me Guardians 3 has already been filmed? Oh, okay then. Yeah. Then, okay. So then – It's like we- done. <laughs> so do you think June of 2023 he starts working on – do you think – I mean, do you really think it's going to be that quick of a turnaround? I think, I mean, he's already working full time. He's already working like 60 to 70, maybe 80% of his time on DC right now. Um, he's still working on his Marvel stuff too, but most of his focus is on DC and he's still doing what he can. I, I, I think that's why there's two of them. So I think the moment, like I said, the moment picture lock is done and editing is done and everything's ready to go, maybe February, March, maybe April, he'll start working on whatever he's doing next for DC filming. You'll take a brief break, do the press stuff for Guardians, and then focus solely on DC from then on out. But has he talked plans for su- next Suicide Squad movie? Has he talked plans for Peacemaker? I mean, Peacemaker has an alien species on the planet. You know what I mean? Like they're dealing with crazy big stuff. Yeah. Um, from what I've what I heard was that the original plans he was involving Checkmate, and um, it was going to be like Amanda Waller hunting down these people, but plans change i mean he can he can think bigger now yeah so i think whatever his plans were before like you said nobody knows anything now because whatever was in production before whatever plans were there before that's it any long shot predictions for heroes you think plastic man finally makes its way to the world i do i do i think um with some of the teases that i heard i mean he obviously wants to use something with lobo he wants to use mr terrific i want to he Clearly sounds like JSA is going to be a little bit bigger. Um, we've got uh, the rumor that I heard about uh, Firestorm and, and Captain Adam. Those would be a lot of fun characters to see on film. Um, I could see, I could see a lot of stuff like that. Like that's my, my that's my prediction is that let's go hard into DC. Let's let's flesh out Star Labs. Let's bring us some more of these weird characters. Let's bring us some more of these alien characters. Sure. Um, James Gunn seems to be pulling a lot of his his comic knowledge from the 70s and 80s like when he was a kid and when he was like like a deep teenage nerd into dc so i could see a lot of those characters who were very big in the comics in the 70s and 80s coming out on screen very quickly Mm. well i wish him nothing but success and i you know the dc fandom is hungry for him to start so you know may 2023 can't come fast enough it can't i mean I'm excited to see what happens. Um, I'm just, I'm glad that Henry is back and that they've, they're wanting to continue more Superman there. I, I'm glad that we have 
just a universe that's moving forward. And I would love to see all of it come back. I would love to see Zach's universe spiritually continue and us have all of those characters and then just more added to it. I, I would love that. And who knows what, what if at the end of the flash movie that, that new slightly modified universe that they're giving birth to does change some casting. Maybe, maybe we do get a new Lois Lane, new Lex Luthor and a few other new people. Maybe that's what happens, but just because one thing is happening doesn't mean the stuff that came before didn't happen as well. It's like the Star Trek movie, sure. right? It came as a new new timeline, a new universe, a new branch in the grand multiverse of of the, the timelines, and it still meant that the, everything before still existed. It just means that this is something new that will feel a little familiar. Yeah, so. and I and I like that. You know, I'm I would I I it would be sad if it did pan out that way, but I'm also like, okay, like get people that are passionate about these projects. And if people aren't getting phone calls, they're gonna feel a certain way. Just let them move forward. Yeah. And and then on top of that, I know that a few weeks back when he did say that uh he basically acknowledged the air cut and then kind of said we're moving forward. Um somebody uh called out David Ayer on Twitter, basically for defending James Gunn. Says, "What's with the bromance, David? Is he going to release your cut, or you still want it? We are the, we are hashtagging like crazy, but you've gone silent. Should we stop or what?" And David responded, "He's always been a good guy. He's always been incredibly respectful to me. And as for my cut, of course I want it seen. And I believe that there's a real shot at it. It just won't be tomorrow." And then James Gunn replied. To that, to David Ayer's comment. I'll second what David said about him, both inside and out of Twitter. Yes, we communicate outside of Twitter. Believe it or not, our DNA does not begin with the with an at symbol. He acknowledged everything David said. And David still believes there's a chance for the air cut to move forward. There's still a chance for all of this other stuff to exist. But DC has to be profitable before they can start making the fun stuff. I mean, yeah, Marvel made its, its grand MCU Phase one wasn't truly profitable until the Avengers came out. And then once Avengers came out, then they made phase two. Then they got weird and kept going with it. And now we have stuff like Man-Thing showing up on Werewolf by Night. They can afford the weird shit because of all the success they've had elsewhere. DC has to have that option too. Yeah, and you can do Man-Thing because you have Wakanda Forever hitting theaters. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like that's where it's like, yeah, that might not be that profitable, but that other thing is. And Disney is going through its own its own changes right now, right? I mean, Bob Iger. He's back, baby. He's he, back. He back over, right? <laughs> like it was like an 11th hour, middle of the night. Borrow the other Bob and bring the good Bob and, back. And, and they just like, said effective immediately. Like he yeah. walked back into his office and said, I'm taking over, baby. Yeah. And I mean, he got this crazy high, like 30 plus million dollar salary. And apparently that was a smaller salary than what they offered him because he wanted some of the funds to go back into fixing some of the damage, which is insane. Do you think, well, I mean, I, I wonder what, like, I know what is going to change. We're not going to get Pinocchio again. You know what I mean? Like, the, we're not going to get Tom Hanks Pinocchio again. But I wonder what he sees as the direction of all of this. I wonder if he's going to change some of the choices they made in the MCU. I wonder if he wants a plan for Star Wars. I wonder if he wants, what if he's thinking streaming only because, you know, Disney's in a very interesting spot at this moment. It, it's a very interesting spot. And I think a lot of people understand that um, you can you can kind of see both sides of the aisle on this one, on, on the political spectrum, that uh, since Bob, uh, was it Chepik or Chep, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's last name. Um, since he took over, he basically allowed all of the political arguments to be said within these, these children's movies. And it was alienating a lot of people. And when you have a company like this and you have a fan base that is a global fan base, you have to allow almost a bipartisan view of everything. Because if you're going to say one thing in a political stance, you're going to piss off another, a giant chunk of an audience. So you have to be neutral and respectful. And Bob well, and Iger I, was and, always and kind I, of that. 
And I right. feel like we're only talking about American audiences now. I don't feel yeah. like we're even talking. There's been a crazy walking away from China, and it's happening in movies. Blizzard is pulling out of China. So I wonder yeah. if this is not, like, if they're going to get out of this market altogether, and it's going to change American movies, probably for the better. I hope so. I hope so. Because, I mean, in, re in recent weeks, uh, the Chinese uh, government basically banned all foreign films and thus killing the, any intake that Black Adam would have had over there. And they were really hoping that China would bring in a lot of money, but it's not happening. It's not being released out there. And so neither is Wakanda Forever or anything else Marvel is doing. So now that these companies no longer have to pander to China's weird rules, we may see these projects just go for the better, right? Because yeah. China had all these, these really silly rules that you can't have uh, you can't make any references that may be derogatory toward our communist leader. You can't have any skull imagery. You they have, took like, Chadwick Boseman off the Black Panther poster and made it make it be the thing. They took Finn off the Star Wars poster. They made him smaller. So, like, yeah. that's... Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about why Finn all of a sudden disappears into nothingville in the later Star Wars movies? I wonder China. if it's I wonder if it had something <laughs> to do with China, and they ruined Probably. an entire character because of it. A character that could have, should have, and would have greatly the franchise would have greatly benefited from making him a Jedi from the square one. Yes, a hundred percent. He had force feelings. We he was connecting with Ray on a deeper level. I mean, it's even in canon. Like even in canon, they've acknowledged that that Finn was force sensitive. That he woke out of his programming because of the force. That he was feeling the force, he he felt right. Like we knew that he was gonna be a Jedi one day. We just never got it because probably China. <laughs> it's real gross. It's real gross. You know, I I that's not like one. That's not the main problem with that movie, of course. But when you hear that these companies bow down over the NBA, the NBA won't talk back to the Chinese government. It's like, oh, okay. So who are your bedfellows? And I don't know if it'll change these movies. I hope it does. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, hope I mean, it does too. Unfortunately, I mean, the MCU is on whatever message the MCU is set is saying, it's not done saying it yet. It's gonna be a while yeah. before we get to the next batch of stuff. And I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think going forward, I think the realistic approach is that everything is going to be it's I, I think with Bob Iger at the helm, I think it's going to be less political, less um, less angry on either either side, right? It's going to just be this company has standed for 100, about 100 years now, almost however long it's been. It's not quite 100, maybe like 80 years now. This company has gone this long. It's getting close to, it's getting close to, and I know it's not 100 years, but they changed all the laws. So Mickey Mouse wouldn't be public domain. It's all feels like 100 years. Yeah, right. I mean, but like what we know is that, I mean, Warner Brothers is hitting its 100 years pretty soon. And Disney started in like the 50s, 40s and 50s, right? Like in that, in that region. I don't know. A little, I don't, I don't little, little before then. Yeah, they, they did but, that Oswald Lucky Rabbit and then the 30s, something yeah, around yeah. there. But like the company has survived that long because it never really took it never really alienated its fan base. Yes, it grew with the times, it existed with the times, but it never outrightly did anything political to piss off giant majorities of its fan base. And sure. we saw that with Lightyear, right? Right. Because of Florida's bill about keeping uh, gay content out of schools, they specifically put in a scene with gay characters and the entire fan base that was republican leaning or conservative leaning or anything like that just said now nah, we'll just not see this movie and right. it bombed hard it turned into one of pixar's biggest bombs of its entire catalog i mean if you want to talk about something bob Iger can do tomorrow let's get pixar making good movies again there are listen um there are there have been good movies and if your family happens to love good dinosaur like great your kids are allowed to like it. It's a garbage movie, though. And there's been a couple of these Pixar movies that feel not up to snuff with the original movies. Right. And and they've had some some good ones, but under the previous Bob, he put them straight on Disney Plus. Like Encanto should have been in theaters and it became Disney Plus. And it was far better than the other stuff that they put out 
in theaters. Aside Kanto, from that, Encanto blew up so big too. I, I can't believe they missed out on that. That wasn't a theatrical. Yeah. I bet they they did release it in theaters afterwards, but then it's like a sing along. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's so many movies that they put out that should have had more love and more focus that they didn't. Mm. But I know that the have... team was mad that Red didn't get to go to theaters. They were they felt very passionate about that movie. And that movie was super funny. Yeah. Um, I don't have, I'm not Chinese, nor do I have little Chinese kids, but I thought that movie was hilarious. Yeah. Um, my my wife really connected with like movies, like from Mexico, like movies like Coco and Encanto, but she loved Red, turning Red slow, solely because of like the early 2000s boy band craze. And she was like, that's like me. <laughs> so yeah. That movie was funny. I mean, that's who, I mean, that's, you are, you, you are a parent, Taylor. The parents yeah. of movies are going to be your age with references yeah. to it's your kids. Yeah. But I think the, the bottom line is that Disney is changing and you're not going to see things like Star Wars's Galaxy Cruiser because that was one of the biggest failures of the previous guy. But you're going to yeah. see more of, let's go back to what was working and let's focus on what works properly. Yeah, and it's going to think... be more Mandalorian. I mean, it's going to be stuff like that. I mean, Mandalorian is the biggest splash in all of that. From my understanding, it sounds like Disney and and Warner Brothers are doing the same thing right now. They are now allowing creators to have their voices. They're bringing them in, allowing them to have a say in these projects and encouraging that, that say. And with James Gunn and Peter Safran at the helm of DC, it definitely sounds like they're going to be moving forward in a way that's going to be very creator friendly they're going to try to attract as many people as they can with that we're not going to micromanage you kind of a job style like we have our plan we will have our plan we will work with you to make your project fit within that plan but it's still your project there's just we're a not going to pull there's just a lot of people paying for content right now like for example did you watch apple tv's spirited i'm going to it looks funny oh taylor it is funny and it's really good and it walks that line of a good pg like it's not pg-13 it's right on that line but it's it's funny it moves well the songs are great and it's like oh this could have gone anywhere else but it but apple paid for it and they got will ferrell and ryan reynolds to give great performances you know what i mean no yeah spirited is waiting for you right now and it's great and feels way much better then HBO Max's The Christmas Story uh, Story. St- is it The Christmas Story Story or is it The Christmas Story Christmas? One of the two. I, okay. I, don't know. Movie, I was planning on watching all of these holiday movies after Thanksgiving and just going nuts with it. Because I, don't I told my ch- wife that. I don't have children, so we're already. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, don't fall off the internet. Don't fall off the internet. We're already got Christmas up at my house, baby. We already live our best life. I told my wife life. that she is. Not, I'm not putting up Christmas lights and we're not decorating until Friday. Like, that's my line, is that once Thanksgiving is over, let's, like, holly jolly this bitch. Like, I understand that. Like, but she is, she's, like, she already pulled all the boxes out of the garage. She's got all the decorations ready to go. She's got her, like, everything's holstered and ready. And I'm like, Friday. If you watch those two movies, and then we probably have to watch the Lindsay Lohan movie, we could have a whole Christmas episode. We got it. You, I've already watched two of the three. Um. Yeah, and did you see HBO's uh, Christmas movie from last year, The 8-Bit Christmas? Watch that one. It's pretty great. Oh, that one was fabulous. That movie, but see, that movie felt that, okay, watch the new Christmas Story movie, because then we can talk about yeah. it. Because there's, the, there's some stuff in the movie I don't like, but then there's some really good bits in the movie. So, okay, we'll get to, yeah. we can save that for another episode. We'll probably do a Christmas stream in a couple in a week or so. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, maybe we get the ladies on. Maybe your wife tells us what she thinks about these no, movies. No, she will not come on the show. She she says that um, whenever we interview people with with actors, she'll come in and say hi, but she doesn't want to be on camera. She's very like, no, thank you. Sounds like my <laughs> wife. She doesn't. She also doesn't want to do this at all. We tried once. We tried to do a podcast with her. It failed miserably. <laughs> I've known your wife for over ten years, and every time we're recording, she pops in. Hey, and like I'm like, hey, you can say hi for more than two seconds. <laughs> she runs away. She's not home right now, so there's no one to pop out. But no, uh, we kind of just wasted a good chunk of time there. But bottom line, um, it definitely sounds like Zach has moved on from DC for better or for worse. That's where it is. James Gunn has a plan. The 10-year plan is in writing in some capacity. An outline has been made. But um, 
He's also calling out publicly every scooper who says they know anything about this plan because unless it's the Flash, Black Adam, Shazam 2, or Blue Beetle, it's all being made up, according to him. Yeah. Because nothing else beyond those movies has actually been presented or been leaked or been revealed or anything. So we don't know a thing about anything beyond those the movies of next year, essentially. Yeah. That's when they're all coming out. We're going to have a busy DC for 2023. Uh, are they all quarter one? Are they all summer movies? No, they're everywhere. Okay, um, okay. We have... Um, let's see. Let's see. 2023. I'm just going to pull them up real fast because there is a four or five movies that are coming up just next year. And uh, we got Shazam in March. We've got... Um, Let's see, we got Shazam in March, we got The Flash in June, Blue Beetle in August, and Aquaman in December. Yeah, that's a full that's a full that's a full year of movies. That's the full slate of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once a quarter we get a DC movie. And yeah. Hooray. <laughs> we had a drought, and I'm ready for that drought to end. So let's get this happening. And then they start shooting the movies for 2024. Oh, they'll start probably by June. They'll probably have something ready to start going. Mm. Do you do you do you think you do you know what that will be? Do you think that will be the Superman movie, or do you think it'll be something else? I think at at the least we'll probably have something else. I mean, we know the Joker two is filming currently, and that's probably going to come out just the following year. But aside from that, um, that's going to be October. They're going to do another like, ooh, it's a spooky movie. You know what I mean? They'll do yeah. some date like that. Um, we'll probably get something kind of out in left field, more than likely, but. I don't know. Maybe we'll get Black Adam 2, Shazam 3, or or something of that nature, or Man of Steel 2, Wonder Woman 3, maybe finally be unmothballed and put back into the slate. We'll see what happens. Mm, okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But thank you, everyone, for joining us today. If you want to support us and help us keep the lights on and keep recording, head over to the patreon.com slash theculturednerd. We have various benefits for those who do want to support and help us out. So please please join us. And uh, again, here, my name has been Taylor Murphy. I'm the host, my co-host Michael Santel and our wonderful set of 11 Patreon supporters. Thank you all for helping us out. Stickers are in the mail. Thank you all for supporting us. We appreciate you all so much. Yeah. And I did mail off a bunch already. And for everyone who hasn't got theirs yet, uh, check your email because I messaged you asking for your, your info. So they're great stickers on that Taylor. They're really good stickers. All right. Yeah. Put them up again. They're really good stickers. They're big old, big old honking boy stickers. Yeah, I mean, I have my big old hydro flask that has like full up like all my Justice League stuff and my big old TCM thing on there. But yeah, a bunch of Zack Snyder quotes and stuff like that. But yeah, all the um, big stickers. I think it's like a what a three by three inch sticker, like the big one. The other ones are a little smaller. It's but- good. Thank you all for joining us. If you're watching this from home and on your TV, go ahead and scan that QR code and support us on all of our various platforms. Uh, We are officially also now on Hive because apparently Twitter is, uh, everyone on Twitter believes it's collapsing. So everyone's migrating over to Hive. So I jumped on that yesterday to make sure we wouldn't lose the uh, screen name. Great job, Tate. Thanks for getting us on Hive. We are on that. It's kind of fun. Hive is like this weird perverse love child between Twitter and Instagram. It's the end of the show, Taylor. Save it for another day. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone.